NHL Fantasy. All right. Good morning. Well, good night. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Uh, uh, tomorrow, hasta mañana. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. No. I can't comprehend what's happening. No. But yeah, uh, May 5th, happy Cinco de Mayo. Um, I had a bunch of Facebook memory things from like college. Like, oh, that was so much fun. You just get hammered drunk by a bunch of Dos Equis and stuff. And then you do that now and you, you're like a 3D hangover. Oh, you will. Yeah, look at it. Oh, it looks terrible. Well, you also have the uh, May the 4th with you yep. the day beforehand mm-hmm. just multiple days leading into the weekend so Star Wars nerd yes I actually wore a Star Wars shirt today I'm like I'm Wrong day. fuck me <laughs> damn it yeah and then now we're all old and washed up and I worked all day you guys both worked all day yeah. had, had no drinks uh, I'm sore from working from home on a desk chair all day <laughs> typing away funny thing is my back is really sore this week <laughs> you to get those blue light glasses just to be able to stare at your screen all day yep I just bought a pair I have and not used them yet. I just can't wear glasses during the day. I don't. Like, I, I just don't get awake. I'm like, I put contacts and I'm going to take a shower. I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> so if you wanted a re- reason to listen to us. <laughs> I said I used to be a piece of shit. <laughs> I said was. All right, this is uh, Podcast 197. Again, it's May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everyone who is celebrating it. Um, TopShotFantasy.com. We will have our NFL draft grades up there. Uh, tomorrow morning for you. Take a look at Dow's first round draft grades. Some are pretty good. Some he didn't like some picks at all. Oh, in- instant reaction of oh visceral, visceral of reaction. Us. Yeah, just yeah. however I was feeling as soon as the pick happened. Mm-hmm. Just ripping into him. <laughs> uh, and then follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Topshelf Evan TSY. We'll get into it. It's the NFL draft is coming on. Um, very exciting time leading up to it. Now it's even more exciting. These guys got landing spots now. Now you start, you know, ranking for Dynasty. I'm in three Dynasty rookie drafts as we speak, done with one. So it's kind of interesting to see where guys fall. But we'll get right into the news. Biggest news of the week or the last cut, uh, two weeks. D-Hop. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games, I believe, to start the 2022 season. Yep. Best time to do it. P- yeah, so it got caught for PEDs, but he was shocked. He he didn't know he had like what was the three or four different kind of like illegal s- substances in his body or something. Head, yeah, head, I, I think it was three. Um, All I know is Will Fuller set a precedent that if you just do it early, same with Julian Edelman, because mm-hmm. he followed up right after. Do it early, you have a breakout season right after. Yep. Oh, yeah, I mean, you've seen this for decades now. Rodney Harrison of the Patriots, Gail Popper, HGH, to come back from an injury. I mean, it makes, you know what I'm saying, Ray, it makes Ray sense. Ray deer antler spray. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, it's all of these things, but it's like, if you're going to get suspended, let it be in the beginning of the season. When I don't want to say the games don't matter because it's an NFL season. It's only 17 games long, mm-hmm. but six of them, whatever, your team can win without you. You're still the Cardinals, and you come back, you're healthy, you're ready to go. Boom, slot right back in and have a dominant year. Will Fuller staff. Not a bad idea. That being said, you take six uh, game checks out of your pocket. So, yeah, that's the biggest thing. But I don't think Andrew Hopkins mind. Yeah, he, he's he's pretty wealthy. In more shocking news, Mike Davis got cut. This <laughs> um this happened, and there was no Bleacher Report, Twitter Report, Sleeper Report. 
Yeah, and if you're listening, you might be finding out for the first time right now. They right. Just, nope. We didn't want to tell anyone. Not that we're, like, shocked, but, like, it was like, all right. Like, I know he wasn't great last year, but technically the RB2 behind Patterson, you would think. Or even if not, you want the guy on your roster. Right, and they only signed him to a two-year deal anyways. So I'm assuming this probably comes with, like, no dead cap hit. It's not really a loss for them. But you figured you were just going to go, we'll keep a running back around just well, to have the have the bodies. I thought that we looked into it because it was a conversation we were having talking about where is a good landing spot for a free agent running back. And I could have sworn that we saw that there was, there was a fully guaranteed contract. So there was no point to actually just drop it. I think you're right, Rick. Yeah, there's no <laughs> point. It's like, we probably have, what, four or five? Million, depending what he got. Yeah. That was like a two for eight, two for ten. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's just, in this day and age in the NFL, you want the bodies. I mean, we've seen these teams, the, the Ravens last year, San Francisco every single year. Like, their running backs just fall by the wayside. But by game eight, you're down to your fifth stringer. So, And they did it on the back of drafting Tyler Algier, but at, what, round five? It's not like they went out and got Brees Hall or or uh, Kenneth Kenneth Walker, Walker or even Spiller. Like, or, yeah, right. They just got a fifth round running back, and they're like, "Yeah, that's enough." <laughs> and Falcons doesn't doesn't make sense, but I mean, I don't know. Arthur Smith has something up his sleeve. Yeah, it's a weird time to cut him, and for him too. It's like, come on, cut me like two months ago. Maybe I can land on a yeah. spot land on a team, like and now the teams are set. Like, you can't do it anymore. Um, next cool. news: the Honey Badger signs with the Saints. Yeah, this seemed to have stalled out for a minute there and didn't seem like it was going to get done. And then next thing we know, Honey Badger signing with the Saints, and that's great for them. I mean, they, they absolutely need the help on the back end, and he's still in an all-pro caliber of safety. So fantastic signing as far as as far as far I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't a better player out there in free agency. Not just right now, but I think even to start the year, he was in the top ten part. He was just waiting for his money. He got, it, got the right deal. Saints couldn't get a safety, and... I, think I am a little surprised the Chiefs didn't want to bring him back. I mean, it's probably a, a finances thing, but I mean, I think it was a sour do? taste too because I, I think he said they didn't even offer him a contract. He, he he thought they'd give him something. Something. I mean, but like, what are they going to do on their back end? Their their safeties are already weak. You're going to play Sorensen more? Like he did he really show you that much this year? Isn't Sorensen gone no, too? No. As a matter of fact, Sorensen is now at the Saints. <laughs> so oh they my just took God. The <laughs> and uh, no, they got Justin Reed. They did bring him in. Okay. Uh, so he's he's a decent player. But um, I actually saw a video today of oh, oh CBS put it out. Um, they go oh Tyron Matthew goes back together with uh, Sorensen, and it's just video of Tyron Matthew looking behind him, seeing Sorensen blow his read and throwing his hands in the air like, what are you doing? <laughs> Three different plays. That's too funny. So it'll be it, a lot more it, of that. It'll, it'll be kind of funny for the Saints. And in actual NFL fantasy news, Melvin Gordon re-signs with Denver. Took him over two months to finally get a landing spot. We heard the Ravens were in talks with him. That didn't happen. But a fantastic hometown discount. One year, $2.5 bucks. You can't beat that for a guy who was an RB2 the last two years. Yeah, and it helps you from a fantasy owner perspective to know what his role and output can be. I mean, I think we see Javante probably take a step forward, but you know that Melvin Gordon's still going to be doing a lot on that team. The offense hasn't changed that much. Russell Wilson should throw more, but that just means Melvin Gordon probably catches more. So I don't look at that as a downside. I'd say expect much of the same from Melvin Gordon again this season. Yeah, I could say a 60-40 split. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Javante earned more time, but 
Melvin Gordon didn't play himself out of a job either. No. Nope. I think that's why Denver was happy to bring him back and on a team-friendly deal. And a few option um, players here. I'll turn that down. It's annoying. There we go. Um, that worked, yeah. Raiders declined Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. don't like that one bit. He shouldn't have been drafted in the first round anyway, but... Do you think they could re-sign him like they did with Mike Williams in L.A.? Oh, I mean, run, nowadays, running backs, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're, they're going out like Melvin Gordon, a decent running back, mm-hmm. coming back for $2.5 million. Like, this is just what the running back landscape is. Will he get paid more than that? Yes. I mean, I think Melvin Gordon's first contract after he left the char- left the Charger was $7 million with Denver. So, we'll get something like that. But it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think. All right, he's a dynasty running back of mine. Luckily, I only have him for one more year in our league. But Hey, perfect timing. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's he still no, because yeah. now, I, now I have problems. He's still particularly young, too. He's only 24 years old. So, yeah. he came in young. He's still young now, but... He'll get a contract. With the way his body is broken down, though, for, if I'm him, I'm a little bit worried to even step on the field before I have something long-term, you know, so locked up. Probably why they didn't pick that. Uh, yeah, I don't blame the Raiders at all, especially with how much money they're spending at other positions currently. But if I'm Josh Jacobs and, and his agent, I'm sitting there like, let's get like a two- or three-year deal done, like some somehow, some way yeah, with would, somebody, because my knees, ankles, hips, and back aren't feeling so good. I would absolutely think that because they brought in like four running backs this this offseason, whether, yeah. you know, some of them are special teams, whatever. I think they even drafted another one. Yep. They're bringing them in. Uh, White. White. Oh, Zemir Zemir White. White. Yeah. Zemir White. And I love Zamir White. And they've got someone yeah. like this seventh round, too. So, uh, And then Cardinals pick up Kyler Murray's fifth-year option. That's the only thing you can do if you're the Cardinals. I mean, you're a team that intends to compete this year. If you don't have Kyler Murray, you don't compete. I mean, that, yeah. you don't go sign Baker Mayfield or trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever and get better. Maybe Kyler Murray's not the long-term answer. Maybe he has a few flaws in his game, what have you. But right now, he's the best for you NFL-wise, and he's also the best from a fantasy perspective for any Cardinals that you might own. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the news, I believe, the only news since last podcast. and shows a few more small things here and there. But we're going to get right into the um, draft grades for every single team. It's our next segment. And I guess we'll start right with the Cardinals. Is going to go around like this. Yeah, I think we already got our uh, names in there anyways. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, so the, the Cardinals, um, we'll kind of go through this quick, not like the whole notes and everything, but I gave them a C plus. I think they had a, a decent draft. Um, them getting Hollywood Brown during the draft, the uh, trade for him was, was great. It's, it's better now with D-Hop suspended six weeks. You kind of think, like, did... did you think they knew beforehand, and that's why they, you know, rushed out to get Hollywood Brown. I think they definitely Maybe. knew that he had the that he got popped. They didn't know the suspension length, probably. Yep. I had to guess. Yeah, but uh, other than that, like they re-signed Zach Ertz for a decent amount. Um, then they go trade McBride in the. What's that sound? Is it an airplane? Sounds like an airplane. Like an airplane. Might be an airplane. My w- windows are open. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, it picks up a lot on the radio. It does. Jeez. All right. But um, that's a shout out from uh, Air Force One. Shout uh, out to TSF. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a flyer. It's worth time to do it. It's pitch pitch black out, but those are the the cheapest option. <laughs> Only two. Doesn't matter. Go, go buy the blind anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, Trey McBride is probably the best tight end in, in the draft. They picked him with their first pick, which is in the second round. Good player, but I, I think there was a lot more needs there than that. Like you have Zach Ertz there. Um, do they still have Max Williams there too? Or is he? They do. They do. So it's like okay, you got decent options there. You don't, you don't need to sign the guy, but they got two edges: um, Cameron Thompson and I probably I'm not saying it right, Majai Sanders. I was going with my J. My J. My J. I've never heard anybody say his name, so yeah, plenty of names I'm not going to be able to pronounce. It. Yeah, I'm going to be upset with you. Um, but like I said, they need a receiver. They got Hollywood, but I think they should have got a receiver still in this deep draft of wide receivers. Anyways, they did not. And other than that, they got you know Keontae Ingram, the running back. Maybe he takes the you know Benjamin role there. Good fit for him. But other than that, I didn't really love their draft. They filled some needs late in the draft, which I mean, they filled some voids. But how good are those guys? That's that's, that's the question. That's my that's question, a, and that's my GM's answer. Trying to answer. Um, moving on to the next team, the Atlanta Falcons. I gave them an A minus. I think they did a good job, an above average job, but they're a hard team to grade out right off the bat with how many holes they really had to fill. They had a good amount of draft capital. They had five picks in the top one hundred. So, first pick they add Drake London. I think a lot of us like this pick a lot. Um, he fi- he fills a body type of a wide receiver that they've had for a long time in Atlanta. The question mark is, can Marcus Mariota get him the ball? And we're not going to know that for a little while. So. Uh, Take it as you may, but I think it's the right pick. I think they, they did something that helps their team immediately and puts a viable option on the field and realistically entertains the fans and keeps the, the paychecks coming for, for Art Blanc. So good for them. Um, they proceeded to add a few defensive players like Arnold Bikiti, Troy Anderson, D'Angelo Malone. Cool. They needed to fill a lot of spots on defense, but we had them. Uh, one of their top needs was an edge rusher, and then linebackers were a secondary need for them. So they filled those roles. Um, on top of that, they drafted Desmond Ritter. Hopefully he can be a project for them and eventually uh, maybe relieve Mariota halfway through the season if he develops more quickly than we think he will. If not, he's there in case of injury. So he's draft, fills some holes. Now, was he was Ritter taken before Malik Willis? Yes. He was, yes. okay. I actually made 50 bucks on that bet. Did you? <laughs> I did. What was the bet? Just like the order of the... Yeah, second quarterback taken <clears throat> overall. And I don't know if that's like wow. an indictment of Malik Willis or if it's more of just like... We know Desmond Ritter is a project, and there's not going to be a push to start him ahead of Mariota day one. Mm. If we take Malik Willis, we have the fan pressure of putting him on the field maybe before he's ready. <laughs> so maybe it's just more of a cultural fit and than it is just a, a player current ability. I, I'm, I'm kind of guessing. but and also They're probably as sick as we are, but here with Mike Vick like comparisons mm-hmm. from day one. They're like, oh, Atlanta might take him. Mike Vick. I don't think so. Nope. Nobody's Mike Vick. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't tell you what the reason was, but it happened. Um, so moving on to Baltimore, I gave them an A. Uh, I didn't factor in the Hollywood Brown trade. I just went off of what they gathered in the draft. It's fair. Um, I would knock it a little bit because of it, because I don't really think it is smart to get rid of your number one wide receiver. Um, I mean, he wanted out. I guess he had actually asked for a trade the year before, and then right before the draft again, he asked for another trade. Didn't know about that, but. Um, part of the deal was is that he that everyone needed to be remaining quiet. You know the the Cardinals couldn't speak up about it because I guess when they wanted to get uh, Tyler Lindenbaum in the second you know for their second first round pick, they wanted to make sure no one no one knew about it. Um, they go ahead and get the best one of the best players in the entire draft, Kyle Hamilton, right off the bat, which 
I think is a great steal for them. I mean, I'm not drafting the guy in the top 10. He's a safety. He's not really as valued um, because it's just, you know, you just get something better for it or trade down or whatever. Um, but they sat there. All the trade frenzy happened directly before them. You know, all those wide receivers went and all those trades happened right before them. They sat, got Kyle Hamilton, great for them. They then lead in and get David Ajabo, who I thought was a great pick for the fact that he slid because of his injury uh, at his pro day. And he's going to fit directly into exactly what the Baltimore Ravens do on defense. He's going to be a great pass rusher for them. And then Travis Jones is another one in the top 100 for them. In the third round, he's, he's going to be a good defensive lineman. I just all, all around, the, this is a, 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 a typical Baltimore Ravens draft where they just aren't that... Well, they did make that big trade, but usually they are not making massive trades in inside the draft and are still coming away with awesome stuff. And they signed up, uh, they tried to punter at 130 overall. Yeah, actually, <laughs> Which is kind of funny, but like... Just that, I'm like, I'll just still give him the well, A minus. The funny thing or is, a. He, he went before the punt god. Yeah. Uh, oh, was, he did. Yes. For, but who does. Um, Matt, Bills? Matt, yes, him? Yes, yeah. Yes. That, that's pretty funny. Matt Areza. Matt Areza. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of, of Areza, the Bills are next. I uh, gave him A minus because of the punt god. <laughs> but other than that, they take um, Kai, Kair Elam. Uh, 23rd overall. We wanted him to go to the Pats. Uh, we, I think leading up to the draft, I was just pushing him up my draft boards like crazy. That's the guy that also said, put the playbook on the plane. That, that, yep. that quote. Yep. You haven't heard that yet? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was after the draft when they brought it up. But, um, and then James Cook um, picked 63 overall, which is fantastic. They get a very good pass catching back in the draft to compete against Singletary. I'm not even going to add Zach Moss in that conversation. They should just cut him too. But uh, James Cook there is a fantastic fit. Um, they got uh, the wide receiver Shakir, which is fine. Um, I know it's it says it's a need, but I don't think that it's a massive need the wide receiver position because they did they, they do have Jameson Crowder too. Yeah. So I think it's the only person they lost was Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders and well, they cut Beasley, but you kind of put the Crowder uh, there, and it's still Isaiah McKenzie, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox. Like they're fine there. Um, I said a minus because they didn't do anything to hurt their team. Their team was already pretty well rounded to start with, and all they did was just add a few needs and then just position players to back up uh, a couple. You know, two cornerbacks on draft just. We've seen the last two years, you want the depth in the cornerback position on every team because they always get hurt. So, great draft by the Bills. Yeah, the uh, next team up, we got Carolina. Um, they were also kind of a trickier team to, to grade out. They didn't have a ton of high-end draft capital. Their one pick was the the number six overall, and they crushed that pick. I mean, they took Icky and well, Ekwonu, and I don't think there's anything bad to say about the guy. I mean, you could have taken Evan Neal. And they'd be saying the same thing. There's nothing bad to say about the guy. So either way, you get a player who should be on your offensive line for the next several years, dominating, throwing people around, protecting your quarterback, whoever that might be. Uh, the reason they didn't want to give them anything higher than a B was because the quarterback they ended up taking was nobody I expected them to take. I had them off to take Malik Willis this early, so way off on that one. <laughs> but um, I don't think Corral, Coral, Matt Coral, Corral, whatever his name is, um, is ready to start anytime soon. He really is probably 
behind Sam Darnold to start the season if Sam Darnold stays in, in Carolina. So if you think he's your guy and you can make something of him, maybe he's a Jimmy Garoppolo type that just needs a, a year of, of uh, practice and, and, and training camp and whatnot, sure, it's a decent pick, but I'm not going much higher than a B grade when he was your second pick off the board at number 94. After that, they filled in some linebackers, a cornerback, and, and offense, another depth offensive lineman with Cade Mays. But nobody that really moves the needle. But again, kind of tough to start moving the needle when you're over pick 120. So couldn't knock them too hard. They did what they could, but would like to see them do a little bit more. I don't know whether they could have even moved up, maybe future assets or another player. Or who knows? But um, not quite enough to break into that A range. And they didn't trade for Baker on draft night, which is always the talk. Yeah, yeah, that's that's still being talked about whether they are or are not going to do it. Um, what a disaster. Uh, you're next. Yeah, team that uh, doesn't need to draft a quarterback is the one that got one last year, Chicago Bears. Uh, they had no first-round pick. All right, that's because they had to trade for that um, for Justin Fields <laughs> last year. They had to get rid of that pick. Um, really, the Bears needed a ton. Um, they did end up having, you know, somewhere around, I don't know, nine, ten picks. Um Three of them all in, you know, the, the second and third round. So that's what I kind of based the grade off of. Uh, I gave them a B plus. They got Kyler Gordon, which I actually think is an underrated cornerback. Um, was always shadowed by McDuffie. Um, and, yeah, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I had heard at one point he did not let up a touchdown this year. That's correct. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then uh, they got Jaquan Brisker, who's a safety. So they obviously focused on the secondary, which... Is you know it's Bears way. Matt Eberflus is a defensive coordinator that came over from the Cowboy uh, from the Colts. So I mean it makes sense. That's that, that's that's what they did. And then there's a little gem here that I, I like is Velas Jones Jr. Um, they obviously need wide receivers. They lost um, what's his face there, uh, the Allen Robinson. Uh, sorry, he's just been so disappeared the last few years. That guy. <laughs> um, he he's gone. They needed something. They really only had Darnell Mooney. Uh, they brought in it was Demarcus Robinson, I think it was. I think- Robinson or Pringle was one of the. I think they Chiefs. brought them both. I'm, oh. not, I'm not sure. Maybe they didn't bring them both. Maybe it was just Pringle. But yeah, it was it was yeah, one it was of the two. Pringle. All right. So not much was there in the room. They bring in another guy. He's a kick returner um, by heart. Like he will be that for them as a punt returner. But there's a chance that he does grow into something more on on the offensive side. So it, all in all, um, and they also got four offensive linemen, which I thought was interesting to point out. You know, you you, you get a pretty big depth for. Four offensive linemen, one of them could become a starter. I mean, just flip a coin with these offensive linemen in, in, in drafts. You can get them in the seventh and can still start. So, uh, B-plus. I thought it was all right. All right. Uh, next team, I gave it A to the Cincinnati Bengals. They, you know, they had a bad offensive line last season. They they filled that void in free agency. Um, their line is pretty, pretty stacked now. So, you go into a draft only needing, you know, secondary help. And they draft two safeties right in a row. Daxon Hill and then Cam Taylor Britt. Daxon Hill was a great pick at the end of the first round. Uh, and then Britt at the end of the second round. So they go safety, safety, then uh, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, which is still, you know, a good need to have. And then another safety. So three safeties in the draft. That's what you do. Like, Craig, you said, like, one of them, those guys got to hit. Daxon Hill probably going to hit. One of the other two guys should hit too, and you can probably move the, them around the secondary as well. And then they uh, top it off with getting an edge at, at the end. Um, it said the secondary team need was wide receiver. I think they're they were never going to draft a receiver to be you know the fourth option or the fifth option. Be you count Hayden Hurst as the fourth. So 
They, we can wait that off. The, they, yeah, not a team. Here, yeah, I, 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 I kind of forget what what side I got it from, but I'm like wide receiver. That, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it's good to to have a quarterback, receivers, and a running back going into the draft. You just draft defensive players. That's what you want. So a a for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, next team up, we got the Cleveland Browns. Um, I made a note here. I said did the Browns even draft this year because their first pick wasn't until number sixty eight. Uh, after that, they did have a ton of late picks, but um, nothing that really moves the needle for me all that much. They're just kind of somebody. If you're a Browns fan, you're probably happy with it. You filled a couple needs. Martin Emerson was their first pick at cornerback, and he's probably going to end up being a starter end of day because you have Denzel Ward, who's making a million dollar, or I should say, a billion dollars. A million dollars is not that much in the NFL. But uh, opposite him, I think you have Greedy Williams, who has struggled at times, and then you have Greg Newsom, who is really a safety, so he might play some nickel back for you. But um, more more often, or more likely than not, Martin Emerson is going to be a starting cornerback for you. So if you grabbed him at 68 and he ends up playing for you and, and being effective, then you crush it. After that, they take an edge rusher. Cool. David Bell, the wide receiver, who I know some people are big on. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch a ton of David Bell tape. We just drafted him. Yeah, it was later in the second round, but he, he was actually supposed to be probably a top ten wide receiver uh, as far as wide receivers go in the NFL draft. But his combine was actually worse than Traylon Burks. Like, yeah, it was. It was, it, was so it was very bad. That's why he slid. Yeah. So again, he'll probably end up as a depth piece for the time being. Um, I know Jarvis Landry and Will Fuller are still in talks with um, the Browns for for either a reunion or or a, a bringing one of them back. So. If that happens, David Bell probably gets relegated to somewhat, uh, I don't know, a depth, very depth wide receiver role. But if not, he's a suitable contingency plan. Beyond that, nobody really moves the needle for you. So you get a B plus because you didn't blow your draft by any means. You, you filled a lot of holes, but nobody that really uh, knocks me off my feet there to, to get you into that A, A plus range. So uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, I find this one kind of funny. Just th- everything I heard leading up to the draft was Jerry Jones wants to get his hands into this draft and, and, and jump up, maybe get a wide receiver or something like that. I, I don't exactly know why. I mean, they just did got C.D. Lamb fell into their lap the last year. Um, you know, I know they don't have Cooper, but, you know, they, they had other pieces they could figure it out. But they, they, they sit, right, and they get Tyler Smith, who's an offensive tackle. Now, could be a great guy. Could fix his mistakes. I don't know. I don't want to hate on the guy. But from what I know, it always starts off with a negative on Tyler Smith and having, you know, the most penalties called on him in college football. So that's not a good pick in my mind. Do they need a tackle? Yes. Do they need the offensive lineman to, to interchange? Whatever. Sure. If that's the guy, go with it. I wouldn't have done it, but I'm not a GM that I don't make a lot of money. Um, so... It is what it is. Then they get Sam Williams, linebacker. That's a need. Obvious. That's actually a pretty decent pick. Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver. There's that wide receiver they could have got. But again, they just sat and took picks. They didn't make him any trades. Nothing nothing flashy like Cowboys fans expect. Um, so I gave him a C plus. And so that's that's why. Because it just, it just wasn't flashy. And when you think of the Cowboys, that's what you think. They even got a, a nice little tight end, Jake Ferguson. He's He's okay. Um, but again, you know, none of the tight ends are really that great. And then they got some other depth stuff on, on defense. Like, their defense obviously needed a lot. They really could have used a couple more picks just to flip more coins just to see if anyone hit. Um, but here we are, and, and that's why it's a C-plus. It really just wasn't that special. Yeah, it was a lot better last season. But 
Moving on, the Denver Broncos, B minus. They didn't have a pick till, was it the last pick of the second round? So it's kind of tough to give, you know, a great grade because of that. But they got Nick Bonito, the linebacker, which is a big need of theirs. Um, then they got a tight end. I don't know how to pronounce the name, but uh, Greg Douche. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dolchich, right? Dolchich, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg, Greg Douche. Um, but the Broncos, I mean, they, they got Alberto, but again, like, they got Alberto with Noah Fant there. So why not get another tight end behind Alberto? You can never have too many of them. So I, I think that was a fine pick, too. Other than that, you know, a cornerback at edge, a safety, wide receiver late, Montreal, Washington. So they did a fine job. They didn't have the early picks to really get that player that jumped out to me. That's why they got to be minus because they didn't do anything in the later part of the draft to really screw them over. They just filled, filled some pieces there. They didn't really need, but, you know, I don't know not bad. They, they, they got a better grade for free agency than um, – the, the uh, draft so yeah that's an important part to like try to differentiate the free agency moves yeah, they they crush the shit out of free agency okay yeah <laughs> and then the medicine draft overall summertime probably b plus a minus all right moving on to the first a plus that i gave out to anybody um the detroit lions they i mean i want to just say they crushed this draft left and right i mean every which way it's kind of gifted to them by another team making a, a massive mistake at number one overall. But number two overall, grabbing Aiden Hutchinson, who everybody thought was the consensus number one, sets you up for a huge grade win right there. After that, you took your 12th overall pick and grabbed Jamison Williams, who supposedly is going to be somehow miraculously ready for training camp, which is unreal if, if that actually comes to fruition. And minus his leg injury could have been a top five pick in the draft. So... Put all that together, you land two studs in the top 12 picks. There's, I mean, really no matter what you did beyond that, I would have probably given you a fine grade. But then you go out and you add Kirby Joseph at safety. James Mitchell at tight end is a depth pick, but Hawkinson kind of dealt with some injuries over the years, so no huge surprise there. Malcolm Rodriguez and James Houston to add two linebackers at a needy uh, position for them. And Chase, Chase Lucas at cornerback, another position that you probably want to work on just to, you know... Shore up it. Is that too, sure, sure. Is that too abrupt to end sure. like that? I, I mean, <laughs> for an A plus score, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. You looked, Hype it you up. looked right at me like, hey, you know, can you uh, pull pull pull, uh, pull into your, your your team? But I'm I'm just sitting here looking at um, Green Bay Packers. Um, this is just funny. I I, I have to laugh. Um, no wide receiver in the first round. They have two first round picks. They didn't pick one. Now now, granted, at the time. That they were there in the set at pick twenty two, there were not that many wide receivers left there that they should have taken. They ended up getting Christian Watson in the third, uh, excuse me, in the second, um, as their third pick, where he would have you know he would have been the next best wide receiver at pick twenty two anyway. So it's interesting, but I find it funny that they did not draft a wide receiver or try and trade up to get one of the best ones. So I gave him a C plus because it's just funny. <laughs> and uh, besides the point, Quay Walker is an unreal linebacker. Devontae Wyatt is an unreal defensive lineman. So both of those players are going to be great for the defense. And they're sneakily going to have a really good defense next year. They already had a great secondary. They just needed to work on the front seven. And I feel like that's kind of what they just did there. They solidified it to the point where their defense is going to be talked about pretty well. However, 
they didn't do much outside of Christian Watson. I think I think they needed and 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 what would have made it better for this offense, obviously, but for Aaron Rodgers' psyche is to get a top guy, J- Jamison Williams or Traylon Burks or Chris Olave, you know, whatever it was, that top echelon guy. Christian Watson's a fine player, you know. But he did come from like a D1 AA school, so we don't really know what the heck. Um, it wasn't D1 AA, but it was it was just not one of the, the main top main schools, so his competition wasn't that great. And they traded two seconds to go up and get him in the top part of the second round. So I just thought it was a lot to give up to go up there. I think it was Aaron Rodgers calling them on the phone saying, what the hell are you doing to me? And so they just kind of took it on the chin and went and got Watson, which, fine, again, whatever. Um, later on, they filled out the roster, offensive linemen again. They took multiple of them. Uh, it's a couple more linebackers because that was a position in need, another defensive lineman. Like, they really focused on a few things, and, and that was just fine. Uh, but just to be funny, I gave them a C plus. <laughs> <laughs> I did mock them as a, a, a picking a wide out in the first round, but I'm like, I know they're not going to, but I don't want to miss the year that they finally do. So I'm going to every single year, no matter what, until it hits. But, it's going to be the year Aaron Rodgers retires. Yeah, it is. They're going to do a you know, trip to 101. <laughs> um, next team, the Colts, I gave them an A. They didn't have a pick till uh, late later second round. They took Alec Pierce, wide receiver. I think that was a great pick there. They need someone out opposite side of um, Pittman. Sorry, putting his name. Paris Campbell's not the guy there, and Tua Hilton's not even there anymore. So... Pierce could, you know, get that wide for two rule there right away. Jelani Woods, the tight end, their second pick. And they pick Andrew Ogletree later on in the draft, another tight end. This is just, this is just Colts. They, they always have to have three or four tight ends on the team, so that's fine. Um, they got the offensive tackle, Raymond, really late. I had him projected as a late first, early second. They got him at pick 77. And then Nick Cross, the safety, which is a steal as well at 96, was... Pretty much why I probably put them on from a B plus to an A because the guys I got in the later rounds slid to them and they were complete steals. So overall, A A for the Colts, uh, fantastic job. Yeah, I love the Colts pick. I mean, I think I heard one of the announcers refer to them as building a basketball team. So with Pittman and uh, Pierce outside. Yep, like that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, the next team up is the Houston Texans. I love this. I don't think I was shy about my Derek Stingley fondness over. The, uh, the lead up to the draft. So them taking him at three above Sauce Gardner was, I'll admit, even a surprise to me, but I'd love to see it. I do think Stingley can get back to that form. And if Lovey Smith, a defensive, you know, um, savant, thinks that Stingley can do it, I'm going to lean on trusting him for the time being. Uh, beyond that, I think they made a lot of good picks and they didn't reach in a lot of spots, but the one spot I think they did reach was Kenyon Green. I'm not certain that his game is going to translate well to the NFL. He, um, just like the guy that the Cowboys took, um, takes a lot of penalties. And holding penalties don't magically go away in the NFL, quite honestly. They call it a little bit tighter, and it gets a little bit worse. So we'll see what he can pull off there. I'm a little concerned. After that, Jalen Petrie. Pete, Peter? I don't, know, I don't know how to say his name. I'd say Petrie. Yeah. Petrie seems douche. Right. Yeah. You can't say just a douche. <laughs> Jalen douche. Um I mean, I'm not a huge Petrie guy. I don't know a ton about him. I, I haven't watched all this tape, but from everything that everybody's saying on, on the internet, he seems to be a great prospect that can slot in instantly and, and really help out the back end of that defense, and that's what they need. That's why they took Stingley first, and if they're going to take him second, you've got two young guys that can play there for a while. 
Um, then you grab John Mechie at 44 overall. I love that pick. I think he has a ton of upside. He's going to get healthy and stay healthy too, which is going to be the trick. But if he gets on the field, you've got a good core of young receivers there for Davis Mills to throw to. Um, on the defensive side, they grab Christian Harris, who I think is a phenomenal linebacker. He's a little short. I think he's six feet flat, small for the NFL, but he's never had an issue. So I think he's going to be just fine. Um, he's got the wheels to cover sideline to sideline. So good for him. He should be a, a solid pick. And the Texans have always really had good linebackers. So if they scouted him and they think that he's the guy, then I, again, I, I'm tending to trust them, which is a lot more faith than I put in the Texans most years. But trust in Lovey Smith. Yeah, it seems like Lovey Smith and Nick Casario are figuring it out. Hopefully they're on the right track. And also I should mention Damian Pierce at running back. He probably has a legitimate shot to get actual reps uh, at, at some I mean, point in the near future. Just Marlon Mack there and Rex Burkhead. So, I mean, yeah, it, none of those guys are like... It's better for right? him landing spot where they could have maybe drafted a Walker or got, you know, trade up for Brees Hall too. But, I mean, it's good for Pierce. He it, It's a late pick and he's a decent bat too. Exactly. Grab him draft. at 107. Versus one of those guys, probably and you they don't have to, don't to pay him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and again, too, you want to think about running backs getting drafted. Cut out the first round; it, it doesn't exist anymore. So if you're getting drafted in the second round, that's the first round. So Damian Pierce is what a third. Math, 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 math. No fourth. fourth. No, late, conditional third. Conditional. Round. Okay, I was gonna say that. Um, that's right there. Son of a so, bitch. so the, the, really second round. I'm just gonna gonna put it out there. Second round. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I like it. I, I like the player too. Um, so I'll, I'll say into mine. Uh, I want to shout out to Dallas. Thank you for finishing off the write-offs. I couldn't uh, couldn't get them all in in time. Feel free um, to change the grades so, on the fly. So this is yeah. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna grade your grade of a C plus as an F because I absolutely hated that. <laughs> too, too high. <laughs> Way too high. Um, no, I would give him a D if I was really gonna give him a grade because of one player, Devin Lloyd. I love Devin Lloyd. I think he's the best linebacker that we're gonna have um, in this draft. Um, he's gonna be able to you know go sideline to sideline to you know go pass coverage, read the. He's gonna be the quarterback of the defense. He's. He really is a great player, and there's not many on the Jaguars. So, day one, he's he's going to be a, a top guy and could possibly be defensive rookie of the year because that's you know usually what happens is linebackers get it. So, um, Trayvon Walker, <laughs> I have not been quiet. I think he sucks. Go to the bathroom real quick because it's going to take a while. <laughs> no, I'm not, not going to take, not gonna <laughs> take a long time, but like he's – Sure, if he was at pick 15, I wouldn't say he sucks, but he was at draft pick one. Trent Baalke, of all people, drafted him, who I also hate, and he drafted him above who I think is, you know, arguably a generational talent is a, I guess not generational because there's like four or five of them now, but Aiden Hutchinson is just that type of edge player like, a, you know, the Watts and the and the Bosa's that I think that he'll be the, the best guy. And and, and, and to get Walker and, and not pick him is, is really what the F is. Uh, Trayvon Walker could be a, a fine little player. He'll never live up to number one. I don't think he'll even live up to being a first-round pick. I just think that he's all style, no substance, and is going to be stuck in a Jaguar system, too. Like, it's it's just it's just not good. Balky needs to go. Just to show how well I know you, Craig, this is what I wrote. The Jags did their guy, or at least Trent Balky's guy, and the only time, <laughs> and only time will tell if they made the right call. Craig has repeatedly called this the reach of the draft, noting that Walker has lacked production despite his physical tools and could ultimately be one of the biggest busts in recent draft history. <laughs> I didn't even read your item. I just came off the cuff before. <laughs> it sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's spot on. Um, 
I will say Fortner was a, a underrated player. He he could be well. I don't know anything about Chad Muma. Snoop Connor's got a great name, and then um, <laughs> and then the rest are just seventh round picks. So I mean, we can't we don't have to go there. But you know, uh, for the team that was the worst in the NFL and had the first overall pick, they really fucked it up. It's just Jag's gonna Jag, man. Jag gonna Jag. I mean, Devin Lloyd's a great replacement for uh, replacing for Miles Jack. Yeah, and I, I, do I think like, they could they could add both. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I do like Chad Mumo for the record, so that's why I gave him the C plus. I thought it was a decent bump, but I, I have oh, no so problem if you want to go a little bit lower. I have no idea who Mumo is. Oh, he moves like a son of a gun. Me, Mumo is like a son of a gun. Puma, 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 Puma. Continuing, Kansas City Chiefs. I gave him an A minus. Two picks in the first round. I think they crushed both of them. Trent McDuffie at twenty one. Um, probably right where he, sh- he should have gone. I think I had him going at like a top fifteen. Greg Karlaftis, uh, the edge, at thirty. He he fell. I I think we had him in our mod draft earlier than that. Um, Sky Moore, I love the pick. I like it more because uh, no pun intended, but it was right around where you know um, Pickens went. I think Alec Pierce, and then it was Sky Moore. But all those three went right after. What's that guy's name from the Patriots that that got drafted in the second round? Um, yeah, I tell you, yeah, yeah, exactly. It just, it just showed. So like, oh, he yeah, yeah. He's doing a bit. <laughs> For a bit, I'm like, I know the first name. I forget the last name. <laughs> it's TT. Okay. Um, so the Skyward pick, I did like a lot because they're sitting like, oh my god, the Pats passed out like passed on this on Skymore and Pickens, and then Pickens goes like, oh, so we can get Skymore here, like. This is fantastic. Like, it, it, and he was in talks going to the Packers late first round in all the mock the mock drafts. So I think that's a great uh, steal there. And then they just fill up on safeties and cornerbacks, and then a running back at the end of the, the draft. So whatever. But offensive tackle later on too. So if you look at their team needs, primary and secondary, they literally hit every single team need they had, which is like. It's weird that teams do that. Maybe that's why the Chiefs are always good. They like I I don't I don't know, but I mean they got their safety in Brian Cook, so hopefully that helps fill the Honey Badger loss. But overall, a minus. Yeah, moving over to another AFC West foe. Um, you got the almost called them the Oakland Raiders. Wow, what a throwback! Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I give them a B for their draft. They didn't do anything that was egregiously bad, but they drafted a couple of offensive linemen in Dylan Parham and Thayer Munford. Both guys should probably end up starting uh, pretty early on in the season. If you look at some of their starters on their O-line right now, you've got Colton Miller. I don't know who that is. Jermaine Illuminor, who I know sucks. Andre James, don't know who that is. Denzel Good, who just came over from Indy. And Brandon Parker, I don't know who that is. So both these guys at least have a path to some starting reps. So I'll give them the credit for identifying a need and picking the players that suit that need. Then at the same exact time, they drafted Zamir White, who's a running back, Batane Brown, who's a running back. They signed Sincere McCormick as an undrafted free agent. And then they drafted Neil Farrell and Matthew Butler, who are both defensive linemen. That's not a need for the Raiders at all. I mean, you want depth at running back, but you already have Josh Jacobs, Brandon Bolden, Kenyon Drake, Amir Abdullah, and maybe one guy. You want to take Zamir White, I'll have that conversation, but two guys, and then signing another one, three guys. That's nuts. And then Farrell and Butler are just going to play behind um, the defensive linemen that are already there. Crosby and Chandler Jones and Clellan Feller, who's still under contract. Yeah. contract. So, weird pick. I know that they rotate guys in and out on that D-line a lot. 
but those guys are also guys that are on the field a lot and should be, and they're paid to be. So weird move. I gave you a bump down for that, just into the B range. I don't think you did anything colossally wrong, especially with Josh Jacobs' option not getting picked up. I'll give you a little bit of leniency on the running back thing, but weird. Now, granted, they didn't have high picks, but... Right. Bill Belichick's understudy did the exact same thing. <laughs> it's freaking out. Big Dan is like, wait till I get my own team. Watch how I'm going to do it so much different. Oh, no, wait. Well, well, it was... I was saying Ziegler, but oh. same thing. Both <laughs> of them from the same place. Um... So next up, who we'll just nail it every year? Los Angeles Chargers. They have no needs, right? They they don't they don't need anything anymore. The Chargers are fantastic, but they start off with what we kept saying in our in our draft, uh, our mock drafts was just keep doing the same thing, build that offensive line, mm-hmm. keep keep Herbert upright, get Eckler, you know, some other places uh, of space. Um, they, they actually do end up drafting a running back as well, and I'll get to that in a second. But just the offensive line, just keep building it up, man. You sign all the free agents in the world, just draft these young offensive linemen. I mean, it's a recipe for success. Yep, cheap, I mean, cheap linemen. I don't, I don't understand why, uh, how they did it, how they've done it, but this is this is great. And um, can, you, can you name the player? Zion Johnson. Okay. And they're getting him in like, the middle <laughs> of the first round. Like They got Rayshon Slater last year, 13, 12? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, so Zion Johnson was... was out of Boston College, one of the best guards in the draft is between him and Linderbaum, I think, and a lot of people are either or. And, uh, you know, he's a baller, so he, he's, he's going to be great. JT Woods is the safety they gra- grabbed in the third round. Um, I was reading the write-up before speaking. It makes a lot of sense because Derwin James can't stay healthy, um, but he could play opposite side him or just in a three-safety set. I mean, there's anything that they, the Chargers can do right now. They have just a plethora of players. Um, and then Isaiah Spiller was uh, the running back that they, they chose complete opposite running back of Austin Eckler, and I think he'll complement uh, Austin Eckler very well. Um, they do have Justin Jackson still on the roster. I would he's think not on the roster. He's not on the roster. Nope. I'm sorry. Okay. Which um, is weird. I thought they would... He was... I've heard nothing about him at all. He's still... I just thought he was drafted three years ago, so I thought agent. he had a four-year contract, but um, I guess I'm wrong. So, Isaiah Spiller, great pick, because he's going to, again... Fill that, that role, yeah. They do um, have Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree. Yeah. Oh, okay. Larry Rancher. Larry Rancher's all right, but he also can do similar things that Eckler can. Spiller's exact opposite. So we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, Spiller should be a pretty good fantasy viable option. Uh, he'll he'll get his due. Maybe about a hundred touches, something like that. Um, you know, it, it may take some time for him to get in there. I mean, the wear and tear on Eckler could come at any moment. You never know. Um, so we'll see. But uh, a was the draft grade because. Drafted a good offensive line again. Yeah, it was great. Next to the Rams, um, I don't have team needs for any team that didn't have a first or second round pick because that's where we're doing our like mocks and stuff like that. So the teams that are blank, it's not like, oh my God, they're so perfect. There's no team needs at all. It's just that I didn't put them in because they didn't. Yeah. But the Rams actually should should probably be blank. I gave them a B because they didn't have a pick till pick 104. They didn't really have to do anything. All they did was just let let just build up on stuff we already have. They they, they Logan Bruss, the offensive lineman. I think they were looking at um, who the hell did the Pats get in the first round? Strong. Strong. Yes. Strong. Yeah. I, 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 there was like strange, 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 strange. Strange, strange. <laughs> strong uh, was in like the fourth. My hometown team. I can't even fucking think of the first two round picks. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I heard that the Rams were like looking at them at, at him at at like. 
their pick 104 when the pass took him. There's a, a gift like McDaniels, like <laughs> they fell for it. Like they actually took him in the first round, idiots. But Lyman, uh, they got a running back in Kyron Williams at the 164. Um, yeah, Sony Michelle is gone. So third running back there behind Daryl Henderson and uh, Akers. But safety, cornerback, linebacker, safety, offensive tackle. They didn't need to do anything. I mean, the biggest thing was, you know, the O-lineman to kind of replace uh, Whitworth. But other than that, team is so freaking good. B. B grade. Yeah, they're locked up for a while. Um, another team that didn't make a pick until late was the Miami Dolphins. They didn't have a pick until 102, and I loved their pick uh, with Channing Tindall. I was actually hoping that he would end up coming to the Patriots. <laughs> and, of course, was boned on that one. Uh, he's just like amazingly fast, huge athlete, can move all over, can cover tight ends, can cover wide receivers in short coverage if need be, can get to so you know, set the edge, get off get off blocks. I, I just love the kid. I think he's gonna be a fantastic player in the NFL. And of course the Dolphins a divisional opponent grab him. So that'll be fun to get murdered by on a uh bi yearly basis. So bi yearly, is that twice a year? Um, whatever. Yes. Their next pick was <laughs> Eric Ezukanma. He won't see the field, so I don't even really care. He'll probably be a special teamer. Fantastic name, though. Yeah. And then Cameron Good, the linebacker. He supposedly could be, like, this huge upside guy. I keep hearing people talk about him. I don't know who he is. So I'm going to take nobody's word for it and wait till, uh the jury comes in on that one. And then Skyler Thompson, at quarterback, is the third string guy there uh, between Mariota Bridgewater and then him. Maybe probably even lower, him. depending if there's anybody else mm-hmm. on the roster at quarterback. So he's just a depth guy. Make sure he's there in case there's a... I don't know. Complete disaster. A ton of injuries. I mean, well, two is very uh, prone for to, for picking up a knock. So if he if he's out, then I guess he backs up um, Bridge Muffin. So not a bad draft <laughs> by any means. I think the Tyndall pick alone keeps you in the in the B range. I also, against my better judgment, factored in the Tyreek Hill ad, which is why they didn't have any top picks. So sorry, but Tyreek Hill removes your ability to draft a lot of people mm-hmm. because you 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 have him. So it is what it is. You get a B for now. So Vikings come into the draft needing basically one, I want to say one thing, but a big glaring need at secondary. And they started off one, two, bang, safety in the corner. And the corner they got was Andrew Booth, who a lot of us had projected going into the first round. Um, a lot of the time seeing the Patriots go up there and pick, being like, ooh, where, ooh, ooh, get Booth, <laughs> yep. get Booth. Um, but uh, so great ad. And then Lewis seen it's, it can't be understated. He's a he's a really good safety. He's gonna be able to hit hard. He's gonna he's gonna play all over the place, blitz, all all these things. They can they can put him in as a kind of sub linebacker ish um kind of player. Um looking at their picks too, 32 through 66, it's almost like they had four second round picks. And they got a decent offensive lineman in Ed Ingram and then a decent linebacker in Brian Asamoah and all, all around, it was actually pretty solid for a team that had, you know, hardly anything. Um, you know, they didn't have a first-round pick. Or, oh, no, I'm sorry, they did. They, they, did trade. they traded up for it, or back, back. They traded from, it was like 14 or 12 or 13, something like that, like way back to 32 and got those extra picks for the second round. So they filled out more um, than they did go after a big-name guy, which is fine because, again, Andrew Booth could have very well have been in the teams. It just happened to be that all the wide receivers went really early. Um, so I think that the Vikings did a pretty solid job. Dallas agreed and gave him a B plus. Um, he goes on and he talks more uh, in the article about you know the linebackers that they grabbed and 
and uh, some of the other later round picks. Um, like Ty Chandler is a decent running back that they got. Jalen Naylor is a wide receiver that I actually liked and have watched tape on. Um, so we, and that was way later in the draft that picked 191. So Vikings all around, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I liked what the Vikings did a lot. And like you said, moving down was the right move for them at, at 14-ish, wherever that pick was. Um, are we out of order here? Well, this one is because I switched with ah. me and you, so you can take nice. our uh, team. Yeah, so the worst grade in the draft goes to the stupid New England Patriots and stupid Bill Belichick and stupid whoever else is making picks this year. Just absolutely befuddled as I watch this draft unfold. I mean, we come in and we know that we need linebackers and really cornerback, and I'll take a, an offensive lineman, but... Never in a million years that I think our first pick at 29, after we moved back for that matter, is going to be Cole fucking Strange, who I don't even know who that is. Then everybody in Boston sports media is now talking about, oh, he has the fastest 40-yard dash of all guards. It's like, oh, oh sick. When's great. The... Yeah, we're just going to run on the field. When's the last time I saw... 491 versus 492. <laughs> right. Like, when's the last time that mattered? So, I don't even know what we're doing with that pick. So I'm like, no worries, though. Sometimes you take a weird guy in the first round. It is what it is. We'll, we'll figure it out in the second. And then we move up. I'm like, okay, we're moving up for somebody. It's got to be a cornerback or somebody great. Nope, definitely not. It's Tyquan Thornton, a Baylor wide receiver who is really fast and weighs about as much as my arm. So not sure what the plan is with him as our fourth string, maybe fifth string if you consider him behind Nelson Aguilar. Consider two tight ends, too. <laughs> and two tight ends and running backs that are going to catch the ball. So, hate those picks right off the rip. Terrible. And these guys also, mind you, humongous reaches. Cole Stranger's mocked as a second, third round pick. Taekwon Thornton was marked as a fourth or fourth? fifth round. Yep. So, big, big reaches to get him in one and two. I don't mind the Marcus Jones pick. I actually like him. I think he has a lot of upside. Jack Jones, I don't like as much, but two cornerbacks, at least you're trying to fit positional needs at this point. So I'm like, all right, we're back on track. We know what we're doing. to confuse people with their last name, Jones. We're going to have three Joneses on defense at any given time, Jonathan Jones and then these two, plus Mac Jones on the field. And then we're going to have two running backs named Harris, which, again, let me get to that. They go, yeah. <laughs> then they go ahead and they draft Pierre Strong, running back, Bailey Zappi, quarterback, Kevin Harris, running back, and then two more offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Like, the, this is not what we need. You already have a running back room filled with Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, J.J. Taylor, uh, James White when he's healthy again. I don't get it. I know Belichick likes to carry more running backs than anybody else in the universe, but this is stupid. And then Bailey Zappi. Okay, so Brian Hoyer no longer has a back No, by Stidham. Stidham's gone. Yeah, Stidham, like, whatever. I, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a bad Grab pick. the guy off the scrap heap. He wasn't getting drafted. If he was, then pick the next irrelevant guy that's going to never play for you. Like, the draft makes no sense. The team doesn't get any better in my eyes. You, you, I mean, you move Shaq Mason in the offseason, and you want to replace him. Okay, well, you, you took Cole Strange. If you really wanted to go, you should have moved up to 17 with the charge to take Zion Johnson. Like, let's have a real conversation. Here. There were some linemen that were still there that, like... Yeah. Um... I uh, probably go back and see, but like, there was a bunch. I'm like, oh, we have like a couple of guys that we have mocked from the first that are still there. They're gonna pick them. Linderbaum went out. Linderbaum, um, Zion didn't, but uh, Raymond was. You know, he's an offensive tackle. Whatever, he could have moved in the guard. Yeah, um, and then there was there was one other guard that I know of that uh, Kenyon Green. I think it was 25. Yeah, 25. I think there was a few because I was doing our inner mantra. I was doing you know the actual picks. I was taking from the thing I had below, like the top 100 or 150 players, and 
I'm like, I, I can't I can't find this guy. I have like 18 linemen. I can't find this guy. He wasn't even on, on our board. I mean, let's let's hope that Bill Belichick is the genius and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Like he always gave him the grain of salt. And Bill we trust. Yeah, and Bill we trust. And, 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 I, and I apologize to, to Cole Strange for getting all the heat because like he, I'm sure he's a good kid. But again, it's just Bill Belichick trying to jump into a room saying, hey, everyone, I'm smarter than you. Go and mm-hmm. uh, I've got a chair. No, like, Bill, we have pick 85. You can pick this yeah. guy here. Yeah, well, the first <laughs> overall pick. Here we a guy from UMass. Yeah, um, yeah, just, yeah, so they're from, they're close to Boston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a short drive, so I we, mean, don't, we yeah. don't have to pay him uh, <laughs> move his stuff. Uh, like this, just just that guy. He's just paying me out. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna take two running backs, take at least one being Snoop Connor. Just the name, like just give yeah, me a good give name. Me something redeemable with these guys, but like, I, I don't know. It's worked out fine in the past. Patriots have been good for so many years, but at some point, you gotta just. I mean. I said from day one I wanted them to take higher line or a linebacker, and they had a shot at Devin Lloyd, Nicobe Dean, uh, Channing Tindall later in the draft. They could have had a shot at. They had shots at Kyrie Lamb. They had shots at Andrew Booth, Roger McCreary, all these guys that will be more productive than any of the people that we picked. So, if we were walking out of that draft with a top tier linebacker, a top tier cornerback, and then we blew every other pick after that on stupid shit, I still wouldn't mind. You still would have got a higher grade. Mm. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Time will tell. But I'm in a bad mood. All right. Well, I'll go now. Uh, the Saints get a B plus. Um, two first-round picks. Two high first-round picks. First being Chris Olave. They traded up to get him, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Traded up. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're the first one that started the run. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think he went before Jameson, right? Yeah. Yep. So, it pick went, before. It Wilson, Olave... Williams. Back to back to back? Back to back to back. Okay. So I'd rather than go Williams there, but I do see the Alave um, connection there with the Saints. You pair him with Michael Thomas on the opposite side, a guy, guy, guy that can stretch the field to help out MT. MT can help him out as well. And you with Jameson, who just doesn't care, and so just chuck it up. So they needed a wide receiver bad. They traded up to get him. Very smart move. Pick 19, they get a very good offensive tackle in Trevor Penning as well. So, two massive needs. Right at the back, they filled it. And then pick 49, Alante Taylor, the safety, was also a big need of theirs. And then DeMarco Jackson, the linebacker. And then to finish the draft off at 194, Jordan Jackson, the D lineman. So, not a lot of picks, but the top picks, they 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 did very well. I got a B plus. Probably could have moved up to an A-, minus, but it is what it is. A-plus was the Giants. When would you ever think that? <laughs> it's just the upside down, man. Don't yeah, yeah, the upside down. Well, yes, the other New York team won the draft. Uh-huh, that's that's the real upside down. Um, but the the here's the thing, right? So it was, oh, what do the Giants really need? You know, why why are they have why do they have five and seven? Why don't they just you know move back, get some more picks? You know, it's a smart move, right? No, because what they did was the smart move. Came on Thibodeau tell, fell into their lap. Um, and when I say that, I think it, you know it. It makes sense, you know. Derek, you know, Stingley was the really the guy that that, that uh, put a wrench into uh, Thibodeau going earlier. Um, but he's a great player. Like I, he's got an attitude, sure. He's he's gonna have a big personality, sure. But you know, Brian Dable is not gonna take shit. And and I, and I think that that's kind of why they were like, let's go for him now. And they did talk about it. They said that um, 
Uh, Iki Iquanu and Evan Neal are still on the board, and Thibodeau is still on the board. And they had two of those next three picks. So they said, we'll just get whatever tackle we don't. And it ended up being Evan Neal, who arguably could be better than Iquanu. Um, Neal is a better pass blocker. Iquanu is a better run blocker. Um, and Neal can play right tackle. He can play left tackle. Like, they have Andrew Thomas. So things within that first you know, top 10 with the Giants picking both of those instead of actually trading back ended up working out really well for them because these guys are studs and will be on this team as a stud for a long time. Um, I, I think Thibodeau could be a headache around contract time, but outside of that, I mean, he's going to be cheap for five years, so this is great. And then um, they followed up uh, in the second round getting Wandale Robinson, who is a nice, small, shifty uh, wide receiver who, you know, Tony does very similar things to what Wandale Robinson does, but there were rumors that they wanted to trade Tony anyway. So if they do this, this fits that. If not, then you know he can come in. Sterling Shepard's probably falling off a cliff at some point. I mean, he has to, right? Uh, so he, he can come in and, and, and play some meaningful snaps. And then uh, you have here uh, uh, Joshua Ezwedu, uh, an offensive lineman. He was also picked in the uh, looks like the beginning of the third round. He's a decent offensive lineman. He's He's going to be a good good piece there if, if they actually need him to play. Um, you know, their offensive line wasn't that great. Um, get Grab a corner, grab a safety, grab a couple other things on the defense and offensive lines. Like, it was just an all-around great, uh, you know, uh, haul, I should say, when they left the draft room. Yeah, and you had their wide receiver room last year just, like, in shambles. Nobody was producing. Blame Daniel Jones, blame the receivers, whatever you have. But... If I'm the Giants, I'd rather hang on to Kadarius Tony and then literally cut all of Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Colin Johnson, Richard James, Robert Foster, and I'd talk about Kenny Galladay too, but you're not cutting him for what you're paying him. But yeah. nope. I mean, I would much rather build a team around Kadarius Tony and Wondell Robinson than any of those guys I just named except for Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I mean, and, and they are going to need it. Like, if, you, if you do think about it, if they want to keep Tony and they want to keep Wondell. You know, Daniel Jones is not going to light the world on fire, so get the ball and the guys who can. And, and and they are going to have, you know, a lot of yards after catch. He could be he could be a pretty big surprise. Big depth score there. Big depth score. Big depth score. Depth score. Next team. Uh, yeah. The, very weird year. The Jets, I gave him an A. I don't know if we've ever given the Jets an A in our entire lives. No. Yeah, and it can't be it's an A+. Plus huge, it's just a can't. I, I, I can't, and I'll tell you why, too, when I get to it. I'm like, oh, nice, a small little flaw. Yes, I can't give him an A+. Plus. But pick four, Sauce Gardner, the cornerback, right where he should have gone. Fantastic pick. They literally did what I would do in Madden. So their next pick, at pick 10 overall, Garrett Wilson, which we, you know, say what you want. You, you can put all these wide receivers one, two, three, or four, but I don't like Burks, Williams, Olave, London. But Wilson was kind of mocked there in a lot of mock drafts, so them getting him there is great. They get Jermaine Johnson third at 26th edge, um, and he was probably, like, I had him at pick 15-ish, so I think that was a small steal there. And then to start the second round, they get Brees Hall, the running back. So you get a wide receiver in it, running backs the, the first two rounds, like I would do in Madden. Fantastic. The best running back in the draft by far, I think. Jeremy Rucker, the tight end at 101. They have two tight ends. I was going to say, that's the one you're going to that's, knock. That's the one I'm going to knock. Like, yeah. at, at that point, it's like, great, he, he's, he's probably a fine player, but if you're paying two other tight ends, uh, three 
three years at eighteen million dollars. Yeah. yeah, which is um, Uzo and Conklin. Yeah, a lot of money. You could think the one on one, get an get another lineman, get another cornerback, like get get something else. But I, I can't I, I can knock my bit. So A plus down to an A. Other than that, they got a, a tackle suit su- uh, and Max Mitchell then a D lineman and Michael Clemens. So their first two rounds, they just fucking nailed it. It's, yeah, it's uh, hard it, to see. It just absolutely baffles me that the two New York teams are probably leading the way. And then even this next one, the the Philadelphia Eagles had a home run of a draft. I mean, they had Jordan Davis at thirteen, who I quite honestly think could be the best prospect that comes out of this draft class when all said and done. And I think, I mean, at the time I thought Fletcher Fox wasn't even on the team, but here we are. <laughs> he has a one year deal, so I'm still saying the writing's on the wall. He'll learn or Davis will learn under Cox for one year and then Cox will probably retire and Jordan Davis will take over full time. And you've always seen the Eagles have a dominant interior pass rusher and, and, and run stoppers there. So Davis has just been next long line or next in a long story tradition of that of that spot on the Eagles. But beyond that, Cameron Jurgens at O line, cool. They've needed help at offensive line forever. You see the Eagles falling every single year because they're falling down the rankings, I should say, in the NFC East, because every single year their whole O line is injured or suspended Lane Johnson looking at you. But if they can add some pieces that can actually contribute, maybe they can establish a run game. Jalen Hurts needs help up front anyways, so good for them. Well, then Nicobe Dean, I think, could quite honestly be the steal of the draft at the the end of the day. I know he fell, I believe, because of the shoulder injury that he won't get surgery on. Fine. But if he recovers from that and he's a dominant player that we all expect him to be, then picking him at 83 is a massive steal. Um, after that, Kyron Johnson, not to be confused with Kerryon Johnson, He'll play some linebacker <laughs> for them. Uh, that was a big area of need, so they're just trying to fill needs with their, their remaining couple picks. And then Grant Calcaterra, cool. He's a tight end. Um, I don't really see him doing much. But if he's on the field behind the – who's the starter there now? Dallas Goddard. Yep. They have run a lot of two tight end stuff in the back, or in, in the past, so maybe having him behind him is not, not such a bad idea anyways. Dude, it's J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. He's the tight end there. Ortega. God, that's your second wetter suit because last year they did touch that with Matthews. Nope. Oh, Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. Hakeem Butler, too. Hakeem Butler, so it was the third, oh, so it was the third one. <laughs> last year, too, yeah, because he <laughs> traded to there from the Cardinals, and I'm like, oh, let's make these these bust water receivers as tight ends. I don't understand. Uh, that must be a Roseman uh, movement because they've been doing that since multiple head coaches. Yeah. Um, so Pittsburgh Steelers, number 27, they get a B. Uh, I think it's an accurate grade. Um, Kenny Pickett is the quarterback that they took. That's the you know, talk of the town. He was the only quarterback that went in the first round. The rest of them didn't make it. Um, I don't think if I'm an NFL GM, I'm putting my stock into him. However, pick 20 is not really that much of a stock. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. They mm-hmm. have Mitch Trubisky for two years. Like, that's why they signed him. Um, they they you, you hear that Pickett could start day one. You know, we're, we're going to hear that. You know, we're going to be told that their first-round pick is going to start day one. Like, that's what they need to tell you. But I don't agree with it. Um, and I think that's probably rightfully why uh, they're, they're listed here as a B. I think there was uh, the other factor is that their offensive line is atrocious and they didn't pick a single one. Um, but outside of that... Last GM or the last draft for the GM who uh, is notably one of the best GMs at picking wide receivers goes George Pickens and Calvin Austin the third, who are two really good skilled wide receivers that were just in interesting situations. There's always something rough around the edges about the wide receivers 
for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they always find the really good ones. And I think it's always the GM. And it's it, it has to be. It's there's there's just some things that you just see, and it's going to continue every single time. Um, so he's his last hurrah, George Pickens. You know, troubled wide receiver, great skill. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Is is it going to be Antonio Brown, or is or is it going to be you know is it going to be Antonio Brown of his first five five seasons or the last five seasons? You know, we'll we'll, we'll find out. And then Calvin Austin, I, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, he played at a small school and he wasn't really that tall, but it's like um, five eight. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's tiny, but, but he's, he's got a lot of skill. I keep thinking he's related to Tavon Austin just because they're both small. Yeah, yeah. Tavon yeah. Austin was the third as well, I think. Yeah, um, but. Uh, he's also he he had really great combine numbers. Like if if I were to put the athletic score on him, I know it would have ended up being an A. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't do it, but I will eventually, and he'll be an A. I'll just say say that. And then Connor Hayward, you actually talk about the fullback for a good a couple of sentences in the in the article, and I love it. Uh, Connor Hayward actually don't know why, don't know why I know this was the best fullback on the board, <laughs> uh, not just there, but just in general. And he was talked about as one of the better fullbacks coming out of college for the last couple of seasons. So that is something that the Pittsburgh Steelers like, and they they lost uh, their fullback. Um, blanking on his name, Watt. I think it might be Watt. Yeah, Watt's brother, yeah, retire or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, good, good all around for the Steelers. They 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 went ahead and uh, they did their thing, and uh, the guy's gonna go ahead and retire. So congrats on a career for him because I loved the wide receivers of fantasy. Yeah, did did you hear too? They got wind that the Ravens were gonna draft Kevin Austin at pick one thirty nine. I didn't know that. No. And so one thirty eight, they took Kevin Austin. Oh, that's absolutely hysterical. Because <laughs> like I'm like damn, normal. like I like Austin. Like Baltimore would have a way better landing spot for him because he'd be on the field like right away. But it's just funny that like I guess Baltimore's. Like, I can't believe this guy fell. And someone like got wind of it. And, like just fucking take him, man. Yeah. <laughs> we can use him. Um. Yeah, good for them. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers gave a C plus two. Didn't really love the draft. Um, first pick, Drake Jackson, linebacker. Uh, I mean, again, they didn't pick till the end of the second round. Linebackers, I guess you can always need them, so that's fine. But the next pick, um, Terry and Davis Price, the running back. I get it. It's the, it's the Niners. They're always going to draft running backs. I think I did the write-up saying... So long, Trey Sermon, because I think with him being drafted, Trey Sermon is now like probably the RB four or five now. But Danny Gray at wide receiver was great if that Debo Samuel news is true and he actually does want out. But uh, uh, other than that, two offensive tackles, great. They did need that. A cornerback in Samuel Womack, they needed that. And then and the, a couple quarterbacks at the end, um, Brock. Purdy, quarterback, um, at 262. I, I don't know why. They have still G, Jimmy G and Trey Lance. But overall, they didn't do anything great. They didn't do anything bad. So I'll give them a C plus. Yeah, I feel like we're getting a lot of those. Like, you didn't you didn't shoot yourself in the foot, so. Plus, you had a late pick, so yeah, you couldn't really do much anyways. Yeah, not much you could have done, so it would be a slide. Um, the team that did impress me with their draft was uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I gave them a B plus. I think... Not drafting a quarterback is a mistake, but I think it's either them saying that they're going to target somebody like a Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, or what I think is more likely is that they just trust Drew Locke to play quarterback, and they're going to try to not only protect him, but focus back on the running game. They added Kenneth Walker in the second round, which I think we all love as a pick. It's a good landing spot. He should be on the field. Whether Chris Carson comes back or not, 
it should be Kenneth Walker heavily involved. I don't I don't want to say he, he's the lead back day one, but he should be touching the ball quite often. And then their top pick, Charles Cross, should be the one creating the holes for him to run through. If that works out for them, they're in great shape. Charles Cross immediately slots in as a starting um, offensive lineman for them. Dwayne Brown now has an incentive to come back because he no longer has an open hole that oh, he's yeah. using as leverage. Yeah, that's right. So that works on kind of two levels for them there. They also added Boye Mafe at linebacker. I think he fills some of the Bobby Wagner role. Nobody's going to fill that whole role. Bobby Wagner is an unreal talent, but Boye will do his job. Um, Abraham Lucas, another offensive lineman. Kobe Bryant, interesting. That's not the Kobe Bryant. We'll play some cornerback oh, alongside not. Tariq Woolen. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dark. <That> was... <laughs> uh, but, and, I mean, they added the, they added the guys in the secondary because they've been a long way from what they once were. I think they're trying to get back to a hard-nosed defense that runs the ball well and occasionally throws a deep shot to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So with those guys all wrapped up on the same page, they've got some young talent on the team. Hopefully they can put it together and all mesh well together. But ultimately it's going to run down to Drew Locke playing quarterback. So I couldn't give him anything higher than a B-plus with Drew Locke there and nobody even picked to back him up. Maybe they'll make another move and we could bump him up a bit for their offseason grade, but not for the draft. I mean, especially when Malik fell so far. It's like they had so many picks. Like, oh, Seattle's taking Wills. They, oh, he, they traded up. They're taking, nope, they're taking uh, OT. They're I taking think it's like quarterback. A, I like, think it's like a brand confusion thing because Russell Wilson is too close to Malik Willis. Will, will, will. I think it's just with the black I'd, quarterback. I'd, I'd hope not. <laughs> they just don't want to bring that in because it's too close. They were like, we're going to have to get new jerseys made. What numbers are you going to choose? It's going to be really close. No, what it he was he may take Drew Locke's number. They would have done it in the fifth round because that's when they got Wilson. <laughs> um, but no, third is too early. Um, so, Bucks. Uh, listen, I read down the list of the player names. I know two of them. Um, well, I know the punter. But yeah, somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, 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 there's really not much to talk about with them, and the C plus grade that you put in reflects it. I mean, it's just all around, just you know, whatever. It, there's a two, one fantasy football player of impact. Logan Hall was their first round pick. All right, we'll, we'll go there. All right, he was a bit of a reach, um, but if they like him, they like him. You know, what, what are you gonna do? It's not a Cole Strange reach. Um, Luke Kadecki, you know, he's a player that um, I have heard the name of. So this is where, like, I can't really speak too much on it, um, but I've heard his name, so that's something. He's a person. He exists. Well, well the thing is, is, at least if you've known when his you, name. You heard his name over Strange. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't heard Strange, heard Gadecki. So Richard White is the guy that I'll talk about, at least on this. Um, I like him. I, he, had, he was my, my number five running back going into the draft. I think he can play, you know, I think he can catch. I think he's going to be... Well, he's uh, a fantastic pass catch. Is, isn't that that's his... That's Yeah, like 50 receptions, I think mm. it was. So, I think this is a, a, a very sneaky ad because they don't have Ronald Jones anymore. Leonard Fournette clearly is the number one, but... What about Keyshawn Vaughn? Yeah, yeah, he's done. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> RFA, sorry. And plus um, they have Geo, so Vaughn's they, done. They do still have Geo. Um, but Richard White is... He's going to be the future running back for them uh, someday, um, whether it's two years after they decline Leonard Fournette's third contra- uh, third year on contract or whatnot. Uh, he, he's, he's an all-around back. That's all I can say. I like I like that pick, but again, C-plus for the rest of it. Okay. Tennessee Titans, C-plus. I love Traylon Burke's pick there, 18. I think he's a fantastic receiver. If you want to get him, you get him in 18. 
but you don't get him by trading A.J. Brown away. I have to give him a massive knock on that. You can't replace A.J. Brown. I don't care. You know, Traylon Burks, you know, because he, he comps to A.J. Brown. They do a, a lot of the same things. You've seen A.J. Brown for three years. You know what he is. You don't know what Traylon Burks is yet. You you have A.J. Brown, who's arguably a top top eight receiver, top eight fantasy receiver. Like, I get he wanted out because he wanted a contract and all this stuff, which is annoying with the wide receiver market now. I can't freaking stand it. It's so obnoxious and it's it's upsetting. But I guess getting Traylon Burks is, is a good replacement if A.J. Brown was definitely on the outs. Um Roger McCreary, the cornerback at, at, at pick 35, early second round. Good pick there. Malik Willis, I, I think, is the biggest pick at, at pick 86. So, it, was that the third round or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Third? Okay. I don't know if there's a couple of but um, Ryan Tannehill came out and said, it's not, not my job to mentor this guy. What a piece of shit. Like, just like... He he's pulling the whole Aaron Rodgers to Jordan yeah. Love thing, but I'm like, but but Ryan, this guy's a third round pick. We didn't pick him in the first round. Like the fact that Jordan Love, like we got to steal on this guy. You know, can he sit behind you for two years? Nope. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, all right. always kind of been a tool. Like he when he was in yeah. Miami, it's like, like it's a, a huge we gave you a massive yeah, we gave you a massive chance bringing you here from Miami, or else yeah. your career would be over. Nope, no, nope, I'm good. So, I mean, great, great value pick for the Titans there. You, you get a backup quarterback that has all the steel in the world. I'm just actually, sorry if I just... No, go ahead. One go. thought that popped in my head is he also could be saying F you to the organization for trading with A.J. Brown. Being like, no. You want true, me, true, true. Yeah. You want me to compete for a starting job at quarterback and then you took away my best receiver. He can fucking take it. I don't want to pass it. these guys. Are you serious? Um, yeah, the Wilson's crazy, but... Hashawn Haskins, he compares well to a Derrick Henry type of player, too. So if you want to back up like Derrick Henry, that's good. Um, they probably want to give Derrick Henry a little more rest next season, coming off a massive injury. So Haskins could fill a nice little role there. Other than that, you know, cornerback, linebacker to end the draft. But it's the it's A.J. Brown trade that, that did it for me. You didn't want to talk about Chigo Kwanko? You know how um, to pronounce the name Chego Karkul? Are you serious? The, the, the no, lightning, the lightning no fucking him. way. Is that him? Wait, is he, is he the wicked fast one? Yeah. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, no, I, I, I can't say it. Craig already said it. Yeah, they picked it. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to pronounce his first name. I don't know how to say the whole thing, but I know his nickname is Jake. Which is great because they, they have Austin Hooper, who is a way different tight end than this guy. I just saw, I just find it funny that you passed right over his name. <laughs> For us, they, 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 they got, got Burst McCreary. Pettit Frey, Willis Haskins, some, some guy, Jackson and Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, last team, rounded yep. out. We get the uh, Washington Commanders. Um, it's going to take me a while to get loose to that name, too. But uh, first pick, they take Jahan, Johan Dotson at number 16. I love the pick. Uh, I think a lot of people are saying Dotson could be one of the best wide receivers to come out of this draft, even though he was drafted after a lot of them. So. Time will tell. Unfortunately, he's tied to Carson Wentz for the time being, so that might hurt his production. But I think no matter how you look at it, with Terry McLaurin kind of in the middle of contract negotiations that aren't seeming to go so well, the Dotson pick makes even more sense because either they use him as leverage to get Terry to come back or they say, Terry, you go ahead and walk. We got Dotson. He played just fine. We don't need you. Hopefully, they both end up playing together because I think they do uh, benefit one another by both being on the field at the same time. And they certainly benefit the team if that's the case. 
After that, they take Federian Mathis. I don't get this pick at all. They have, I don't know, three top ten uh, people on their <laughs> on their defensive line as it is. So, strange pick, not really a need um, that me or anybody else sees. Brian Robinson Jr., I think, is a good pick at running back, though. You have Antonio Gibson, and then you can slot him in to be true running backs, while J.D. McKissick, who's still in town, I believe. He's back, yeah. Yeah, can do the receiving work like he has done. And Antonio Gibson will do some receiving work as well. We've seen him do that. But you saw Gibson wear down last year. His calves became a humongous issue. If you can avoid that by splitting some carries with Robinson, it makes a lot more sense. Um, beyond that, Percy Butler at safety. I didn't think they'd be drafting Percy Butler at safety because I had them drafting uh, Kyle Hamilton at 10 instead of trading back to get Dotson. But here we are. They filled the need with safety. I think that's still a good pick. I don't know a ton about Percy Butler, but he should be able to play. I mean, uh, pick number 113, they're expecting him to be on the field from day one. So uh, beyond that, Sam Howell at quarterback is a weird pick, but makes sense with Wentz's injury history. You do, however, still have Heineke there. So I'm not sure if who backs who up. But I guess if Wentz is going to miss significant time, then you have two guys to still play quarterback at a, you know, a, a decent level with Heineke probably there, and then Howell hopefully learning enough quickly enough that he can be effective if he needs to step in. I want it on record. I hate Sam Howell. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Uh, Cole Turner tight end. That's fine. I mean, we've seen them play multiple tight end sets with Logan Thomas, and then whoever wants to be behind him, so maybe he'll st- step on the field or even just operate as a blocker. And then Chris Paul, the NBA All-Star point guard, was drafted <laughs> at number 230. If this, if this offensive lineman doesn't wear number three, he's doing <laughs> wrong. Oh, yeah, he's allowed to now, too. Um, and then Christian Holmes, a cornerback. Don't really care. So, whoop-de-doo, you get a B-minus. I don't know if I said that they get a B-minus. For, yep. for a couple peculiar picks, but Dotson saves them a lot because I think he has some amazing upside. Same. All right, we'll make this quick because I don't know what we're at for time. But uh, if you made it to the end of this, thank you. Um, that was awesome. Thank you, um, and you're welcome. And if you, <laughs> you're yes, fucking yeah, welcome. And you're welcome. Um, if you had sped through, listen to your team, go back around, whatever, you know, I don't care. But um, thank you, um, and uh, that'll do it. Stay fluid, stay loose.